This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm the editor-at-large at Mississippi Today. Well, today we're going to get behind the scenes and look at how we fly. It's a combined art show featuring the artwork of Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. Talamika, she's my bud. I'm glad she's in the studio. We're going to talk, we'll talk a little bit with each artist about their art style and the exhibit and the opening reception happening this coming up Saturday. February 22nd. Yes, we are live. We are working on President's Day just so that you can have some quality radio. But anyway, the, the show is going to be at the Mississippi Arts Center. If you want to be part of the conversation today, you're just kind of sitting around right now because you got the day off. So you're sitting around drinking coffee, but you'd like to be part of it because we're one big happy family. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can drop me an email at marshall at mpbonline.org, and we're going to welcome them into the studio in just a half second here. Um, Obviously, there is a lot of breaking news going on around Mississippi. You heard a little bit on on the live newscast here. But within walking distance from where I'm sitting right now, there are homes underwater. Uh, Pearl River is at its third highest crest, and this is resulting in areas seeing water that, frankly, just have not seen water in over a quarter of a century. And this isn't an isolated event. Several rivers, bayous, and creeks all across the state of Mississippi right now are currently flooding. The South Delta, for instance, has been hit particularly hard for pretty much a year now. So it's been a rough year. People are hurting. But, you know, as the water rises, so does our compassion. There's volunteers filling sandbags. First responders are helping with water water rescues. Businesses are donating goods and services. Like I've said before, when things get bad, we get good. Eventually, though, the water will recede, and hundreds of people will be facing a dawning cleanup. Sheetrock, carpet, and ruined memories will have to be stripped from homes and piled into front yards. Insurance, if you happen to have it, will have to be navigated like a rapid floodwater, and finding reputable help will have to be found. Rebuilding and recovery will slowly begin. Frankly, it's overwhelming. I will share all my social media ways for people to help, and I hope people who share in needs will be glad to share with me on there as well so I can pass that along too. See, we do chainsaws and casseroles in this state, and I noticed that, and you're probably thinking right now, what do you mean by chainsaws and casseroles? It's not a cookbook. Uh, What I have noticed, and I noticed this after Katrina, and I've seen it after numerous tornadoes, that before you can crawl out of the rubble, there will be a church van in your front yard full of people with chainsaws and casseroles. They will cut the debris away of your house, and they will feed you. That is already happening all across Mississippi. And like I said before, when the water rises, so does our compassion. It's what we do, and that's what makes Mississippi a special place. Um, My heart goes out to anybody who's dealing with floods. I went through one my wife and I did when we first married in Conroe, Texas. There is nothing more frightening than watching that water slowly creep up towards your house. We were fortunate. We had to evacuate, um, but it got within like a few inches of our house. But they found a dead guy in our backyard, and it was absolutely one of the most terrifying things that I can remember just because it was just slow motion over several days. So I know that's going on around here. And like I'm not kidding, literally, like Michelle, we could walk down and see the Pearl River right Right. now because it's gotten so close. And like you said, there's nothing you could do about it. That's the frightening thing. Right. It's not like you can stop it. Like, okay, 
So what can we do to stop this water from coming in our house? Right. There's no, you can barricade it. You can get the sandbags. You can you know try to do those things. But you're talking about, like, stopping the flow of the water? You can't nothing, do it. You no, can't you can't do, do it. it. And, you know, what usually what happens, you, you do manage some way of doing sandbags and all that. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, some truck drives by and washes it right through there. So it's and like fighting, the, like you said, fighting with the insurance companies. Um, I had insurance. I don't know if you have flood. You have hurricane, but you don't have flood. Or I have yeah. flood and not hurricane. I mean, it's. Uh, catch twenty two. They're you know they're gonna have a loophole, something that you didn't write down that will not cover you. Oh, it's I mean, maddening. It really oh, is, man. and sometimes that can be almost as painful as going yes. through the experience. Yes. A couple things that I've noticed over the weekend: there was some criticism of why why aren't they holding more water in the dam up at the reservoir? Because that can crack. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> you don't want the whole reservoir coming Lower down down. at once, and and not that there was any danger of that, but the spillway at three hundred feet would have activated and it would have sent an uncontrolled amount of water out of the reservoir, about 10 feet off the top of the reservoir, water-wise, would have come down, and that would have absolutely caused a big wash. That would have been a problem. I want to say real quick that they did an amazing job. Uh, The giant Sylvania, the big plant that they're trying to kill, they had lowered the water of the reservoir several feet. So it was as low as I had seen it in a long time. There were places in the reservoir that I was seeing, like islands, that Mm -hmm. I'd never seen islands. And that enabled them to capture a lot of the water coming down. Um, And basically what it did was slowed the crest uh, by two or three days. And so they were able to get people out, be able to get stuff out. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of businesses have stepped up to saying, hey, you know, you can have free storage here and so forth. But a lot of that was because of the fact that there wasn't much water in the reservoir and they were able to do that. But at the end of the day, they got to save the dam. And so, you know, it's not a flood control dam. That's the point. And I thought about that yesterday as I was looking at the picture of the reservoir. I'm like, no, people are saying this and that, but you have to understand that they strategically planned this because if they didn't, like you said, it would have been worse. Um, Right. You I think they did a great job. Right, they really do. They did. You can't have the reservoir get flooded and then, like you said, crack and break. That would be catastrophic. Well, I, I've heard one. <laughs> yes, I think that's some. Uh, read about Johnstown, uh, Pennsylvania sometime on that one. But, yeah, I think the Eagle would have gotten a good bath on the Capitol. You, know, you, just, you, Seriously. Just, you just don't want a whole reservoir. But I, even that was not even an issue on this one, though. What the issue was, they didn't want to get 300 feet and activate the spillway. Right. You know, because. And let the floods. And let, let the, yeah, because mm-hmm. then we would have had a lot more water coming down and it would have caused a lot more flooding. Mm-hmm. But still, that said, um, I, I'm what I'm amazed at, and I talked about a little bit when I, uh, the opening of the show. I'm just amazed at how good we are in a crisis in this state, and it's just something I'm really proud of. The fact that everybody just says, "You know what? Now there's going to be a few people that try to take advantage of the situation, and I hope that they get, you know, the justice comes to them." Right. But uh, and another thing too, if you really, really, really want to go play in that flood water, yeah, don't, don't go do that. We were saying that this <laughs> yeah. morning no, out no, there, no. please. Parents, um, grown-ups, not just parents. Yeah, about to say kids come Adults, in all ages. Exactly. If I know, and I was telling Marsha on the way here, guys, stopping on the highway, slowing down to look at the water levels, that that's not cool either. I know it's kind of amazing, but I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm trying to get to work. You can cause accidents. You can cause backups where they don't need to be backups. Just let's keep it moving. Uh, did you see about see the car in Byram, the truck, the white truck? Yeah, it went down into the side you of it. You know what the cops said? Attention. Right, because see. I saw it before. So before, everyone was like, what is going on? How did he end, or she, we didn't know who it was, end up in the water that submerged, right? Finally, they cops came and they pulled him out. They were like, he was distracted, trying to look at the water. And when I tell you that road, 
the water is always high anyway. I mean, right. you can drive there, and I personally at night don't like driving on that road because I'm like, it's water on both sides of me, and you don't know how high, how, how high it is. But he was so amazed at how high the water was and fell in the water. You just thought he'd be part of it. I thought it looked like so much fun. I got to have some of this. I got to get all in it. Right? I and he got right all in it, in it uh, <laughs> uh, literally. But, I mean, car ruined and everything. But I, what I do want to say is, like you said, the families and the um, people really affected by this. The one family couple, she takes care of her um, f- uh, father and he's um, ill. So people are, that are on respirators and yeah. medicines and really can't be mobile, those people you have to move them, you have to get them situated and make sure they stay healthy at the same time, that's not easy. Well, and energy's cutting the power to a lot of these areas, rightfully so, because they don't want houses to burn down, you know, so they're having to do that. So if you're trying to hunker down and and be in your house, you're going to probably not have electricity for a while. But if you do want to play in flood water, I actually have a few things that are a little bit safer for you to be able to do. Number one. Number one, run with scissors. That would be good. Drink out of a toilet. Uh, number three, roll around in a fire ant bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, stick your hand in a snake hole, because mm. I think that would be much safer mm-hmm. than getting in that water. Mm-hmm. And number five, use dirty needles for acupuncture. Okay. Because you know what? There are snakes. <laughs> there are fire ants. There are alligators in there. And if those don't get you, the bacteria will. People don't really understand that. Again, I understand it may be fascinating, but it's not fascinating for the people who they're going that are going through it. So, yeah. I mean, it's not a sightseeing thing. Let's really think about the lives that um uh, are affected and try to, like you said, see if we can help. I'm about to say, I've been on both sides of the fence. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've sat there and watched it going, wow, this is kind of cool looking. And then I've seen it coming toward my house going, oh, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. So it's like, it's I, I do feel for the people on that. I, and you would laugh if you saw my house now after Amy and I went through the Texas deal. Oh, wow. I live on a big hill yeah. on the north Hi. side, <laughs> away from the dam. <laughs> no moss. Speaking of... Uh, um, Speaking of dam, it's President's Day. <laughs> That's not a good segue. Oh, thank you. But... <laughs> What's funny is that we are at work, yes. And it's funny being in the building. I'm here a lot at night. I, I stay to 7 sometimes. I like it when it's quiet. We're like stuff. left behind. I know. But there's no one in the building. And we have three wonderful artists here. We do. are going to talk about how we fly, combined art show. We don't really get a lot of combined art shows. We get, you know, one person and this person. But three. Yeah, because Af- Talamika would agree with me. We artists, we're all egomaniacs. You know, <laughs> we just don't want to share our spotlight, I right? Know. Yeah, I, she's nodding. She's laughing. I, I think, look, Adrian's I think there's like a going, lot of truth in that. I don't know. Oh, my God. Maybe you guys can dispel that myth when we get you guys on it. No, if you really want to know the psychology of being an artist, because we were little kids and we figured out that we could draw really cool pictures and people would pay attention to us. Yeah. That is basically how we became artists. And that's my daughter. Exactly. Now you just, just put Jordan in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Who she is, and she's very quiet. Believe Jordan's very introvert. She's just plotting. Yeah, <laughs> but when it comes to that pencil and that paper, and she creates something, it is beautiful. I mean, I'm amazed every day. My own child, I'm like, God, you're just wonderful. And I guess I, I just know that she was born with that ability innately. She didn't go to a formal art class when she was three or four. She just. It was her, and here's I the love thing. that. Here's the thing about talent, and I'll tell you this, because I, I mean, I was born with that innate ability, too, mm-hmm. I guess. But the thing is, if you don't, I think the talent makes the work bearable. Because if you're good at something and you're getting praise, you don't mind putting in that ten to 20,000 hours that it's going to take for you to become really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I got most talent in high school. I'll be honest with you. I wish I'd have gotten most resilient or hardest working because mm-hmm. really that has had more effect on my career. And I think the other artists would probably nod and agree with that. But I think having that talent, you get that early praise. 
early on and it gives you incentive because I don't know about you. I, I took guitar lessons and I hated it because it was work. Mm-hmm. Drawing's not work. Mm-hmm. Drawing's mm-hmm. fun. And I can I can spend a lot of time drawing. You said something that made me think about it. Remember, you know, Jordan played basketball mm-hmm. from seventh grade to this year. And this year she finally came to me. I think she was kind of nervous. She was like, I don't want to play anymore. And I was like devastated. What? I'm the basketball mom. No. And so you I joined was, the team, right? <laughs> I was actually, I had to step back and say, Jordan, this is not who Jordan is. Who Jordan is is who she is innately. She's an artist. She wants, to, her teacher, her art teacher was like, I want to put her in advanced art, AP art next year. She is that good. She's in 10th grade. And I'm making her be this basketball player that she's not, you know, and like you said, it's something that she did because I, my mom wants me to do it. I'm cool with all, you know, the team. They love me and coach and everything, but I don't like it. Even her coach came to me and said, Jordan doesn't want to be here. She doesn't want to do this. And you said something. When you want to do something and it's something that you love, it's not work. You don't feel bad about going. You want to be there. Yeah, but you touched on something. It's hard as a parent, you know, because, I mean, I've, I've pushed my kids, and I've never pushed them to draw because none of them draw, but they're all really creative. But there have been times when I put pressure on them because I wanted them to do things that I thought that they needed to be doing, not with stuff that they wanted to be doing. And that's a real, as a parent, that is a real balancing it act. It is. It is it really challenging. Is. Speaking of balancing acts, we have three. We got, I mean, we're going to have to just juggle three great artists all at once. But and one me. of them is balancing kids, family, husband, and, and, and drawing at night with a light bulb on her head. And. Yeah, balancing balancing a husband, to be honest with you, is the hardest thing on the planet. Oh, Not that Jesus. I have a husband, but I have, but my wife does, and she tells me all the time it's a tough thing to do. So, oh, my God. So well, we're going to get to them in just I'm a excited. minute. I'm, I am, too. Why don't we take a break? How about that? Because I hear really cool music. Happy President's Day, everybody. And it's, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce, and they're going to be talking about their amazing art exhibit that's coming up this Saturday. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPP Think Radio. MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. That's where you can find my cartoons, by the way, mississippitoday.org. Today, our guests have combined 50 years of experience in visual arts. Oh, they're just kids. That's, that's, that's not bad. Anyway, and they're both beautiful and talented. And well, We're going to welcome the show, Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. But to uh, be honest with you, Talamika's the only one in the studio for a second. Because, wait, here we go. Here wait, we go. Wait, wait, we, whoa. Here we go. We made it. Yay. So Yay. we're going to get everybody in here in just a half a second here. 
Number one, tell me it's good to see you. Good to see you as well. You got to tell real quick about your story about how, because I've been on a deadline like you've been lately, and you know you got to find all these little weird times when you can draw when you're balancing life. Yes. And you actually have got a headlamp now, so yeah. that you can draw at night and not disturb anybody. Yeah, uh, my my husband's pretty innovative, and last night with our kids who are five and two, you know they like for us to well for mom in particular to snuggle with them. So um, I was trying to finish up some pieces for this deadline. And um, but we didn't want to turn the light on because we didn't want to wake the kids. Yeah. So uh, we got that headlamp and it worked like a dream. I felt a little bit like a coal miner working in a coal mine. <laughs> I know, I about to say but, but two o'clock in the morning, yeah. you're sitting on that. But you know, it's tough when the kids want to come play and you're on a deadline and everything else. And it's like when mine were little, you'd always try like, okay, what? And I'm lucky because generally my wife would take them and like she'd be doing stuff with them and everything. But she's busy, too. But a lot of times if you're some way you could get them involved in the art, like have them drawing with you or doing something like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing. Well, look who made it. Sabrina, welcome (laughs) to the show. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Thank you. Glad you made it in. And um, thank you for coming in on an off day. (laughs) (laughs) She's laughing right now. Anyway, we have in the studio Adrian Dominics and Sabrina Howard, who just made it, and Talamika Bryce. Um, Adrian, you're you're kind of quiet today. Oh, sorry. Okay. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you for being in. Thank you for going and retrieving Sabrina. Yeah, no problem. That's Thanks awesome. for having us. Oh, that's great. Congratulations, by the way, on the show. I'm very excited for y'all. Can't wait to talk a little bit about it. Um, Adrian, I guess a good place to start would be with you since you're talking uh tell us a little bit about you yourself and about your artistic style okay um i'm from jackson mississippi um i've left and come back um and there's a story right there why'd you decide to come back i just felt that i didn't, i had to leave to realize like yeah. what home meant to me right yeah, that's I, great. I, when I graduated from um, college, I was like, I gotta get away. Yeah, um, where'd you go to? Uh, DC. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, it didn't work out. Um, came yeah. back home, and I just threw myself into art. Um, and so I've been back about ten years. Ten. Okay. Yeah, and I've been doing art for about ten years. Um, my style is uh, pop art, monochromatic type painting. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I know it's a, that's the only disadvantage we have to having you on the radio show today is that your artwork does not look as good on the radio as it does in real life. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to show. But now, my cartoons look better on the radio than they do in real life, but that's a little bit tough. But that is, you know, one thing, I, and I love, and I think y'all all probably will agree with this, we have one of the more interesting art communities here mm-hmm. in the sense, and I mean from writers to to, pa- to painters to artists to, well, painters are artists, um, musicians, but, but creatives, basically. It's yeah. like we all seem to actually kind of get along. Yeah, we do. You know, and it's, I think we all have that joint struggle. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yes. how, how are we going to eat? Yeah. 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 But I mean, obviously, was this something, now tell, go back to you and your life. Was this when you were very, very little? Did you just like, we were just talking about with Jordan, did you just pick up some crayons and say, damn, I love doing this? Definitely. Um, I've always been a creative. Uh, I told my mom the first thing I wanted to be was an artist, and she said it didn't make any money. Really? Yeah. And so I, I think of every, I only every artist on has side. that story. Yeah, I only did it on the side. Mm-hmm. And um, once I got that degree, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do what I want to do. I want to try me, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I've just been going ever since. But I just want to tell people that don't let that kill your dreams. You know. Right. Yeah. No matter who it is. And that's the thing because I think you touched on something there because it seems like the people who love us the most sometimes can be the ones that are most dis- discouraging. Yeah. 
I mean, now what did you get your degree in? Fine arts? Uh, sports education. Really? Mm-hmm. And okay. I got a master's in sports management. See, you got a great fallback. <laughs> well, no, I, and I tell you that because because um, and my parents, I was lucky. My mom was an art teacher, so oh, it's like oh, wow. I mean, it was like well, she saw me drawing early on. She's like, okay, encouraging a little bit. But my first job out of college was as a janitor. And believe me, my dad was not real super happy about that one. Um, but he, he said, go get a marketing degree. So I got a marketing degree, which come to find out, as we'll all probably talk about, it's kind of nice to be able to sell yourself. Yes. That's a big part of the business side yes. of it. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can draw really cool stuff. But yeah. you got to sell. When you started out with your sports management degree and you went to D.C., what would you go to D.C. for? Actually, it was selling timeshares. Really? Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, it was an interesting job. Uh, but, you know, money comes fast and, you yeah. know, waiting, you know, trying to get those things closed. It was like, this isn't the job for me. Right. You know, I have to really believe in what I'm selling. Right. And, you know, I believe in my art. And so. That takes a lot of courage, though. Now, wait a minute. You you guys are laughing. That's breathing. Okay. You're not going to behave now. I'm going to put you in time out over there. Don't, don't, don't give me the side eye now. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know that. So you decide. But you know that took a lot of courage to come back home. It did. Um, I was very. Uh, you know, I wasn't happy about it. But um, it just made me fall in love with the city. Well, talk about a little bit what you do now, and, and talk about your business and, and your art. Right now, I'm a full time artist, and I sell my artwork. I do commissions around town. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this art show coming up right now with Sabrina and Talamika, yeah. and after that. Um, I have an installation of a mirror that's going up downtown on Fair Street. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Where where on Fair Street? Um, it's by the Alamo. It's the Fair okay. Street Park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Can you give us a little preview of what you're going to do? I don't want to spoil it. Um, it's about family. The okay. whole project is a fertile ground project. Um, it's all about food access. Yeah. And when we talk about food, it just reminds me of my where I come from. Because so, that's a big part of family. Yeah. And for me. Yeah. Eating yeah. around the table, gathering. Um, so, yeah, that's what my piece is about. Um, and I also run Ann Gallery. I co-own that. It's in Midtown. Okay. Um, and we have a couple of shows coming up this year as well. So your work's in the gallery and yes. your own gallery. And that makes it, that's good business-wise, too, because it's that way you get 100% of everything you sell. Yeah. That's sure. a good thing. How'd you guys all hook up? How'd you get to know everybody? Well, um, I just admired these women from afar, basically. And I really like the work that they're putting out. And I um, contacted each one of them and had this idea for a show because it was something that we'd never seen collectively. Right. Because usually whenever we do a show, we're the only woman or the only person of color. So I thought it would be really powerful to have a show with the three of us. And uh, I reached out to them, nagged them a bit, and thankfully they said yes. Well, you know, and they're also shy, like Sabrina, for instance. Sabrina, how are you this morning? I'm awesome. And you are a graphic uh, artist and painter uh, as well. Talk a little bit about your your journey with art. Oh, wow. Um, I've been creating for as long as I can remember. And like Adrian, I, I heard the same thing with my family growing <laughs> yeah. up. Like, hey, you, you're not going to be able to get a job with that. So, well, because I've always been an artist and that's pretty much who I am. I breathe, live art. Right. Um, Everybody just identified me as the artist from from as a, a baby up until now. Um, I actually um, 
I left Jackson and resided in Atlanta for a while. I attended the Atlanta College of Art there and um with the when I left the Atlanta College of Art I uh, my concentration was illustration. Yeah. Um and communication design. So <laughs> um direct contrast of leaving and having an odd job out of art school. I actually um, left the Atlanta College of Art and walked directly into IBM Interactive as a as a designer. Now, I, I was a little discouraged at first because I figured I was going to be an illustrator somewhere, you know, hands-on, watercolor, pen and ink. Yeah. But then I was thrown into the design section, which that wasn't my strong point at, at the time, but that's where the jobs were. So I, I, I did that professionally for... For a very long time, and I I continued to create, produce murals and things like that, small commissions. But it wasn't until recently that um, I revisited my craft, who I am. Yeah. Um, started, you know, just went full full strength into the paint, canvases, buildings, sculptures, um, and up until now, I I exist one hundred percent as a fine artist. And a graphic artist at the same time, <laughs> so I think we're all multidisciplinary. We we right. all do more than one thing, but um, right now um, I'm pretty satisfied with it, and I think that my artwork actually reflects my life. <laughs> See, <There's> a- <laughs> but I think you're I think you're touching on something really important. I got and you know I mean editorial cartooning. I've done that forever, and there's like five of us left. I mean, literally they've all been laid off. But the problem we I've had is because the internet now has made people think it's literally cartoons or memes and it's cheapened art. And what you're talking about is you started putting who you are, your soul into your artwork. And guess what? Suddenly it started taking off because yes. people were probably interested in you as a person. Cause I've known you for a whopping 10 minutes and <laughs> I'm pretty fascinated. So, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like now that you put your heart and your soul and your artwork, it's like you're going to another level. Exactly. It's important. We'll get to telling me again in just a second. Cause we've got to take a break. <laughs> How's that sound? All right. Well, happy presence day. We are here today. We got three incredibly talented artists in the studio, Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. They've got a great show coming up this Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second. This is now you're talking on MPP Think Radio. Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. we got a great show today. Thank you for listening, and happy President's Day. I hope you got the day off. If not, well, you know what? I know how you feel, but it's a good thing. And if you're just joining us, we've got a great show. we got three amazing women and artists in the studio. Adrian Dominic, who 
um, used to sell timeshares. That's important. <laughs> Sabrina Howard is in the studio. She moved back from Atlanta. She is here now. And Talamika Bryce is here, too, who is a friend of the show, because this is, what, your second time I think you've been on, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Third time. Third time. Yeah, it's a charm. I honestly don't know where I am. I think that's why I couldn't live without Michelle. She just keeps me going. Anyway, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, they've got a great art show coming up this weekend. It's debuting at the Mississippi Art Center in Jackson, and we're going to hear a little bit more about that in just a second. We're, we were talking with Sabrina Howard about her career. She went over to Atlanta. She was, you know, I mean, Atlanta's a busy place, a lot of opportunity. Why did you decide to move back home? There was a need with my family. That happens a lot. Yes. My mm-hmm. um, my mother, well, my father was sick. Yeah. And then right after that, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. Early, yeah. early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. And in that in that transition, it was time for me to to take care of responsibilities. Right. So I um I I came came in, um helped where I could with mom and dad, and in between that started working with Jackson State University as a webmaster and a graphic artist. Very good. And um and I'm I'm still here. But one thing I've discovered is yeah. that no no matter where you are, where you reside, you make home wherever you are. Amen. You become. You know, you're you're the same person no matter what. So, like I'm sure all of us sharing and you, we um no matter where you are, you create you. Yeah. You discover how to exist as your creative self. So that's that's what I'm doing. And where you are kind of seasons what you're doing too a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were draw okay, if your artwork reflected 285 traffic every day in Atlanta. You would be doing angry, violent art every single day, but you're not. It depends on what you do while you're in traffic. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, hope to, I hope to goodness you're not painting while you're driving. Well, some people do that. I will is, say that, that. A, is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? Yeah, that is. Tell, tell us a little bit about your work. Uh, uh, my style currently um, is mostly constructed of recycled and repurposed items. Cool. Um, that's that's something a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. That actually, the, the the repurposing and recycling came through from budget concerns and needs. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, uh, create projects based on what was available, and pretty I was pretty satisfied with the turnout of those, and I'm still creating that way now. I actually have people who contact me and provide um, substrates and and things that I may need, you know, they're like, Hey, I thought of you, I saw these wood panels and figured that you could use these and they, yeah. they bring so my, my work now is, um, very, very socially saturated. Um, I take on issues of social relationships, um, domestic violence, things like that. Um, behavioral health issues with women. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty chaotic. I, I was listening to Talamika describe my work one day, and it takes another person to describe what yeah. you're doing to actually show or give you a feel that you're on the right track. And when she pointed out some things about um, how how she felt and what she saw in my work, she was exactly right. She said that I find beauty out of chaos, which is most of my pieces now start um, in, an, in an abstract way based on feelings or what's going on around me. And But they end and they all come together in a really nice, soft, meaningful piece. And um, that's pretty much my style now. It's abstract with a little realism. Mm-hmm. And sculpturally built. Tell me, kid, do you have anything to add about her style? 
since you described it so well? Um, I was just really always intrigued. I saw myself in, in her work and in Adrian's work, and that was one of the things that was very important to me. Like, I love how Adrian gets her colors, and, and it mirrors her personality, where her, her lines are so straight and so smooth, and her blacks are there, and she meant that. Like Yeah. Bold. Uh, bold. Like, yeah. I, I love that about her work. And with Sabrina, it's like the more you look at the piece, it's getting to putting this show together and getting to know these women has been one of the, the best parts of creating this artwork. It's because I, I understand their work a little bit more. Like with Sabrina, the more you look at a piece, the more you find. And it's the same with her. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking to her now for 20 minutes. and. <laughs> I mean, Grant, we haven't gotten to the timeshare thing yet. That that's still you win you win the show, by the way, just to let you know that. <laughs> yeah, but that's amazing. And I think we're gonna to touch on one thing real quick. You you touched on something that really kind of really spoke to me because I think we're all I mean, and I'll, y'all are way y'all are better artists than I am. But I mean, as artists, we can sit there and draw stuff. I mean, I can draw Mickey Mouse and look just like Mickey Mouse, but that's not my voice. But you're addressing issues like, like you said, domestic violence and things like that that need to be spoken to. But you're doing it in a way that people will notice because we're so visual as a society. I mean, that's just incredibly important. But I mean, if you're just an artist and you're sitting there copying stuff that everybody else is doing, you're not really an artist, right? Because you're not using your voice. And so I really respect what you're doing. So Thank you. Just to let you know that. So Thank there you, you go. Um, tell them again, we're going to talk about you, but I also want you to t- start talking about the show because we got about 20 minutes left and I don't want, <laughs> don't want to, you know, the show's important. You mentioned a minute ago that you said, you know, because most of the time we're in the show, we're either the only female or the only African-American woman. We're over, but this is, you saw, power of three. Right. But it sounds like too, and it sounds like you're doing something that's very smart. You're helping lift up other artists at the same time. Yeah, Sabrina actually made a great point where uh, birds fly further together. Yeah. That's why they usually fly within a V. And with this, we felt like, you know, with when we struggled on any piece or, or struggled with anything just art-wise, it was really nice to be able to have someone else to lean on that actually understands the medium. Yeah. Like, how do you do this and how do you do that? And just our struggles, you know, with being seen. That's one of the things when all of us were growing up, we didn't see any artists that looked like us. Exactly. And on top of that... As much and you see, you got people that love you that may not be encouraging you or don't don't know how to encourage you. But when you bump into other artists, they've already walked a few miles in the path that you want to go. Right, and it's like an education when you get to run into people that are doing what you're doing. Absolutely, like my mother had no idea. Like I mentioned that the other day, she never was one that don't go into art. You won't make any money. She was just like, I believe in you. Whatever you can do. You know, well, that's a good start. Yeah, and she set me down to draw in order to keep me out of trouble, which is the same thing I do with my kids now. Isn't um, that funny? Yeah, yeah. So, and in drawing and writing and all that just became an outlet, really. And I've met some of the greatest people through that. I mean, like yourself and and like these two women here. And I really feel like and my my wonderful husband. So um, that, that's where my family comes from. Is yeah. is from art. So, how long how long have y'all been planning the show? Uh since the summer, I would say. I don't know exactly when in the summer. I just, I, like, when Charles was deployed, I learned how to kind of divide my life into quarters almost. Yeah. So there's something that I want to do every quarter. So I know this was something that I wanted to do with them. So I I don't remember exactly, but I remember. It was we, August. Well, August. August. Oh, that's around my birthday. See, that's right. another reason why it's good to hang out with them. They can basically be your memory. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Really, Adrian. Adrian. Adrian's sitting there pointing fingers right now. Yeah. So she doesn't say much, but when she does, it's usually like pretty profound. It's just like our paintings. It's bold and to the point. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about the show. How many pieces have you got, and how did you make the decision on which pieces to use? I think each one of us has at least fifteen pieces in each one. We all have our own gallery. Okay. We have. Um, you have a room, basically. Basically yeah. a room. Yeah. And each one of our rooms reflects our styles, and it's like we don't totally know what's going in each other's rooms, so it's going to be a surprise to all of really? us. Really? Yeah. Um, but we're each doing our own thing, our art through our own eyes. I was going to ask who curated the show. I mean, y'all just basically picked out and said, okay, I want to do these 15 pieces. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, so we all have our own show. It's like three shows in yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. And we have one, um, one of the galleries in the space will have a com- collaborate collaboration piece that we did together. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, which is portraits of us. We did. Each other. Oh, you, oh, each other. oh, no, no, no. This is rich. Now, this yeah. is when I wish we did have a camera and we could show it on there. So you each drew each other? Yes. Right. So, okay, yes. so so there's three different... Oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. I have a question. Yeah. So has anyone besides you three seen that collaboration piece yet? No. Or it's going to yeah. debut on the 22nd? And, and have, have y'all seen each other's oh, version God. of each other? Not completely. Not completely. Not completely. Not no, no. Wow. Because no. I wonder, oh, they're still, they still like each other. I know. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. amazing, but people don't realize. Let's talk about the 22nd and how important that day is. People get to go to this art show and then talk to you three about your pieces. You're not going to get that opportunity any other time going to see the art show. Unless you see them on the street. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because we will have an artist talk at 5 o'clock. And then another part that we want to mention is that it is free and open to the public. So um, anyone can come. Uh, Miranda Joyner is going to be our moderator. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. And um, we're going to sit down and talk about the pieces, and you get to be able to be up live and close with the artist. Okay, here's here's the next very important question. What time? Because I'd hate to show up at 8 o'clock in the morning and you not be there. <laughs> it's from 4 to 7. 4 to 7. And the art talk is at 5. Oh, so it's at 5 o'clock. Very good. Sit down. And so at the Mississippi Arts Center, I believe it would be there. That would be the talk, correct? Yes. And where is the Mississippi Arts Center? For those who don't know, because I know it's in Jackson. Is the old the old um It's the old art museum. So it's yeah. right beside the Mississippi Museum of Art. Right. And it's kind of sandwiched in between the Mississippi Museum of Art and Thalia Myra Hall. Right. So and it's not underwater right now. So no, it's good. not. It's okay. on East Pasagula. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that that was the last that used to be the art museum there. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you this is I hate to interject myself into this. I actually had the last show in that building as it was the art museum. What? Yep. And I closed it down. Wow. They literally they shut it down and they fumigated it after my show. So just to let you know that. So I, I'm very proud of that. They, okay, ladies, they I'm were sorry. so disgusted and they built a new museum. So that's how well, bad ladies, it was. I have another question. Um, what do you want people to come away with um, when they view your pieces? Is there a particular theme uh, or a goal that you guys want, especially young African American or women with, of color, young girls like you said, Adrian? Uh, when you were younger, you didn't see uh, you reflected in art. So how important is this art show for others and generations under you guys? It's it's very important. Like, we just want you to feel. I, I feel like representation matters. Um, and I can recall when I first saw myself as a child. When I saw Missy Elliott, mm-hmm. I was like, "Who is this?" Like, it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Like, I felt alive, you know. And I was telling people, and they weren't really with it. Yeah. But I was like, "Wow!" Like, I, I feel her energy. Um, so I want everyone to feel that. Like, you know, the little girl in you, you can, you don't have to be a little girl, but, you know, just to feel like 
you know, I can dream a little bit, you know. You want to touch the money. So, but you know, there's probably going to be an art show in 20 years because of this art show. Because there's going to be some kid that's going to walk in there and they're Mm going to see it going, wow, I can be just like them. Yep. Yeah. That's that's pretty powerful. I just thought of like when when we were coming together on the whole theme of the yeah. show. One of the things that stood out stood out to me was um, "Blackbird" by the Beatles. Yes, mm-hmm. and we all felt like you know we all got our things, but it's taking your broken wings and learning how to fly. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, the V form. I like all the bird analogies here. That's very good. Yeah. So, um, mine would be like an ostrich. <laughs> Stick your head in the ground. Stick it in the ground. I tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to continue to talk about the art show coming up this weekend at the Mississippi Arts Center. Three amazing artists, Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. Combined show, and they're even going to come together and draw each other, and they're still going to be friends. It's going to be pretty powerful. All right, come back for one more segment. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing a doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio Tell you what, I've got a great show so far. If you want to be part of it, we'd love to hear from you. It's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, it's President's Day weekend. If you have the day off, great. Thank you for listening. We're always glad to have you part of it. Tell you what, we've got three really talented artists in the studio. Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. They have a show coming up this weekend on Saturday at the Mississippi Arts Center. That's going to be cool. It is from four to seven. That's um, it's free to the public. There will be an artist talk at five o'clock. All right. So y'all are coming together. You're kind of like super friends. You're going to be you're going to have, you know, three galleries in your work, about 15 pieces. You've actually drawn each other, which I have to admit, it's weird when other people draw me because I'm like, I don't look like that. You know, that's a weird feeling on that. But the one question I was going to have, you've all three are accomplished. You're all three surviving as artists, which is, I mean, that's pretty amazing, to be honest with you. A lot of people give up and quit. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening right now who has talent but is afraid to make that leap to become an actual functioning professional artist? Well, I know I would just start with just believing in yourself. There's actually a book that I'm working on that addresses this called Art and Business. Yeah. That will be like a little self-help book for creatives because... Can I get a copy of that? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Would you sign it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Our, Our minds are so far out there. And it's just really good to be able to believe yourself and find like minded people uh, that can pour into your craft. Yes, that would be the main one and just keep going. That's huge. That's huge. Um, Sabrina, what advice would you give? What advice would I give? Um, A little girl around, let's say, elementary age, elementary to junior high, whose whose heart is art. I would um, encourage not listening to the naysayers, um, not being uninfluenced by what's found out there on the Internet now or social media, and to just follow your heart. Yeah. Because uh, I can I can say that um, even even if 
you feel as though you can't exist as a professional artist and take care of you and your family. I will admittedly say that as I stand on the top of this creative mountain, not only can you take care of yourself, but you can also create to help others. Adrian. Yeah, I agree with Sabrina as well. Um, I would just say that, you know, to continue to dream, um, I think that it's hard once you you become an adult to keep dreaming, you know, when the bills and everything is in the way. Um, but to keep dreaming and putting in those hours to your your craft, I think, you know, the more hours you put into whatever you believe in, it becomes second nature to you, you know, and that's when you will get in your zone, you know. Excellent. Um, I, I would recommend if anybody is interested in art or would like to learn a little bit about art to come to the show on Saturday, come to the artist talk, sit down, listen to the artist talk about and all three of you talk about your careers and then get a little one-on-one time with you. Do y'all ever get in schools? Do y'all ever go talk to, to kids at schools? Sometimes? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah, I have as well. Yeah. And, and every time I do, um, the little girls look at me like, wow, like their eyes get big. Yeah. Like, um, you know, well, all the kids, you know, are that way when they see a woman artist, you know, like they kind of make me feel like a superhero when I go and talk to kids. The the pieces, obviously you're going to have them for sale. So if somebody wants to buy something, that's important. Yes. So that's good. Talk about the theme for a second. Why did you choose that theme? Is this one of those things that we were trying to figure out, you know, what, what is the thing? What is the unifying thing with us? And then, you know, it was the, the black bird that, Hey Jude is one yeah. of those, you know, we all got our issues. We all work through our own things, but you know, we all fly. And the other thing right. was like a double entendre about, you know, being being black women and how we talk to each other. Like, girl, you so fly like that, <laughs> that part, as well as, you know, how we fly and being fly as people. I would take it that this whole process has made y'all close. It has. It really has. Yeah. <clears throat> you didn't say that with a lot of conviction. Yes. There. <laughs> yes. Yeah, these okay. are my big okay. sisters. Right I know. Here. That's you know, kind of, she, she, but that's uh, kind of cool. She checks me on my memory. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, y'all knew of, you knew of each other and you knew of the work, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so, but this has been, yeah, this has been really a great experience. All right, anything else that we have forgotten? Because well, we, I do did want to piggyback off of one part that um, Adrian said about how when you work in communities, like when we did the, the mural, the impact that it had yeah. on the other people. Folks, if you don't remember, of course, the Obama mural, yes. y'all did that amazing piece of work. So just let you know that. So, um, but yeah. And, you know, the neat thing about a mural is that it's one of those things that people just constantly see and comment, and it's like a piece of art that... How long do you think that mural will last, time-wise? Do you have to go back and touch it up over time? You know, I put some pretty good filler and everything on it, so I'm thinking maybe about 10, 20 years, maybe. I may have to... Because I I used to work at Home Depot in the paint department. Ah. So I knew what kind of paints to use in order to make it last as long as possible. Y'all have some serious mad skills in this studio. You know that, don't you? Timeshares, working at Home Depot. Yeah, okay. Individually, what's next after the Super Friends breakup? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know Sabrina has a show at the Municipal Art Gallery now. Currently. 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 That's off of State Street. Yes. Yes. That uh, that opened Friday evening, actually. Congratulations. Con- congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Adrian, in, in your gallery, you've got a Black History program. Yeah, I have a Black History Month film every Thursday. Um, we're highlighting black women in the arts uh, this year. 
Very nice. Um, that's going on. As after that, um, like I said, I have the installation on Fair Street. That's in April, and the gallery and gallery, which is um, in Midtown, we'll have a, a piece by Carol Walker that we're opening up. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Um, it's a piece of the sugar sculpture that she has. Um, so that's going to be what's coming up for me. Well, I hope for your mural's sake that it stops raining at some point right. in the next yeah, 50 it, years. It will be totally covered. Okay. So, yeah, I'm waiting for them to get the wall up. Yeah. Yeah. The wall's important. Yeah. <laughs> you, you generally, you need a palette before you start painting. That's yes. important on that. And, of course, you? Well, I've got some more, um, another mural coming up this year. It's, it's still a bit under wraps. I do a lot with the activism and, and writing in different yeah. roles. So I, I have some more stuff coming up with that as well. Well, this has been a delightful show. Thank y'all so much for coming on. Of course, it's coming up this Saturday at the Art Center of Mississippi. The fantastic show, Let, Let It Fly. Let How us, We, we Fly.com. Fly. <sighs> that's, that's the next show. You know, I was, I let it fly. fly. Here we go. We're doing a great show up until 30 seconds until the end, and I blow it. Anyway, it's coming up this Saturday from 4 to 7. It's free. Check it out. Artist Talk at 5 o'clock. I want to thank our our guests, Adrian Dominic, Sabrina Howard, and Talamika Bryce. Now you're talking to production of MPB Think Radio, produced by the amazing Michelle McAdoo. Coming up next is Southern Remedy. And this is uh, Now You're Talking. We'll, we'll be back next week. I, I think I may take the day off. 